Torah, welcome to Tuesdays with Torah. Um, wonderful to be here. A pleasure, everyone, to see everybody in the rain. Um, and uh, we hope that uh, Hashem, the learning of the, the Torah, Torah Hashem, will continue to give. The vote's over. By the time they see this. I hear the vote. Yeah, Mr. Shem, which should help us with the vote. Okay. Um, okay, so it's um, amazing that we're up to the uh, section from the Pelayoids on deeper, on, on speech, on what is uh, what we should do, how we can ha- help and, and, and bring, bring ourselves closer to Hashem with speech. So he starts off, the Pelayoids actually... This is a very long, this is one of, believe it or not, one of the longest um, chapters in the Peleus. I didn't go through the whole Peleus, but definitely till, till here. This is like 67 or something like that. This is one of the longest chapters. Um, oh, first of all, we have a wonderful um, man that is uh, saying that he is um, Tzadik Shel Tzadikim. Is um, he wants to sponsor the? Uh, no, it's anonymous. So Gabi oh, wants yeah, to right. say. Oh no, no, oh, I can't oh, say a name. Okay. Somebody wants to sponsor anonymously. I can't say who it is. Um, thank you very much. He wants to sponsor Tuesday Shulter. Thank you very much. You should have Rocha Natslocha with your um, with all your cases. And I can't say what he uh, what he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to sponsor anymore. I'm telling you, he's going he's to be so upset at me. Thank you, um, uh, Mr. Uh, G. And I don't, I'm not saying if it's his first name or last name. Okay. Um, thank you very much. And the next thing we could we have to do is we have to get him here um, because uh, it's it's amazing. Thank you very much for sponsorship. Okay. So um, Debor. He starts with the Peleyai, starts with saying, it says, Pasuk in Gehelis, Kol Amal Adam Lepiu, all his work, all his, his it goes, it, it translates into his, his mouth. And um, he um, translates to his mouth, and um, which means is as follows. He says that in Olam Haba, he is going to be um, held accountable for his Debor more than anything else. So it makes sense that the Peleoites' uh, chapter on Deber is greater than anybody else. Don't worry, we're not going to have a greater share. We're going to have a shorter share than everything else. But um, this, is, this is what he's saying. It's so, so important that all his Tehramidas won't help him get out. If he messed up on his Deber, it won't help him. And um, the other way around, his, his Char will be great. So, okay, now we know that. What do we use? What's the best thing to use our Deber for? So, of course... Talmud Torah is the best thing. Talmud Torah connected Kuloi. And we know that um, the Goyen, Vilna Goyen says, no matter what you do, to get to Shir, to uh, come to Shir, um, is, so, is so difficult. And to, to sit down and learn is so difficult that um, even the, the Yetzirah will say, go help your friend. You know what? You didn't speak to your parents. Call up your parents. Um, you know what? Uh, visit uh, somebody who's sick in the hospital. He'll let you do. He'll he'll encourage you to do any mitzvah. Abi nishtalarnim. This is the, the Vilna Gaon. He says. He says what's the hardest mitzvah, and, and and it doesn't matter how 
maybe when you get to the you know to the gedolim, you're ready. You love learning so much, but it takes time to get to there. They love learning so much that it's like they can't wait to do it. It's it's not as hard. It's not like, but till then, it's really difficult. And that's one of the best things to do. So, Baruch Hashem, I'll, I'll, I'll plug for our new night curl that we had. We started a new night curl. Anybody, it's not too late to join. Anybody that did not join, it is amazing. We, um, we're only doing, in what? Is it only in it's in person, yeah. We don't have, we're not set up for Zoom. But um, it's not that far from Queens. But yeah, I understand it, you know. Yes. Monday, what? Monday, Monday. Right. Monday. right. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have it Monday and Wednesday. It goes from um, 8.30. Some people come actually at 8 o'clock, but it comes from 8.30 to 9.15. Then Mariv, we're doing uh, Megillah, and we, do a, we try to do a blot a week. So it's an Amr a night. It's two, Monday and Wednesday. And um, we, we, ha- we have some nice incentives, but that's not so what everyone's coming. Uh, I can't say it online. But um, it's, of course, it's not why people are coming. They really, really want to learn. And I must say, it was it, the last, we, we had it a few, few days. We had it like three days already. Yeah, it was out of this world. The control, the, the, the curl Torah that we have, we have in our small little base oh, medrash. We had um, 28, right here, that's what we fit, 28, 30 um, people all learning Bechavrusa, some like three, but most just two and two, all learning themselves. I actually took a video, I sent it to my family like the first uh, inaugural night, and, and they all said, how do you concentrate it so loud? And it brought to mind when I first, the day I entered Lakewood, base measures to learn, and it was a roar. And I said the same thing, how am I going to concentrate? And the truth is, is that when you sit down and you learn with Bechavrusa, the roar helps you. The roar behind you, you don't hear it anymore, you hear each other. And that roar helps you to the point is, is that you ever come try to learn in the base medrash when it's off Zaman, when it's not, I mean, don't worry, it didn't happen too often, but when it did happen, it was much harder to learn. It was, we all feed off each other. So that was the power of, of our Monday and Wednesday nights things. So as much, so I was thinking about when I, when I saw the Paliyas, I was thinking about, yeah, as much as he says it's the hardest, I believe, I believe, maybe not, I believe it's the most rewarding. So the hardest mitzvah you do, the harder to, to get it to do, when you start doing it, it's, it's definitely, um, it feels the best, it's the most rewarding. So um, that's, that's the first thing. He says, then of course, there's other things to do, there's, there's talking, uh, mitzvah, there's mitzvahs, is uh, of course the davening, the next best thing. Is davening, and um, davening is. Um, I, I actually heard it's. Uh, I heard a beautiful um, marshal from a Wilson. I heard it from Daniel Stam. That um, I just heard that he said a beautiful marshal from a, talking about davening. You know, some people have a hard time davening. I think it's the next hardest thing. Maybe I don't know, but um, but sitting in the sukkah is is, is more enjoyable. Eating a Shabbosuda with a child that's more enjoyable. It's not as. Uh, no, he said, oh no. I got. I, I love the guys that say, come to Shabbosuda. What I avoid. Or Yontov, they say, oh no, what I avoid. I got to eat again. This is terrible. Yeah. Oh, they sit down, they manage to eat, you know. Like, I'm not eating anything, you know. Start, you start, you start. And like, yeah, very hard mitzvah, yeah, very hard. Uh, but, but, you know, going to Davening, it's, I, I would say it's the second hardest, and that's the second um, one that he brought down. 
But I was thinking, so what could it possibly be? It's probably people feel like they don't see the instantaneous. They don't see the, the, the um, results. So two things. So first, first of all, talking about instantaneous results, the Masha I saw from, um, from Rabbi Meilach Biederman was that there was a guy in yeshiva and he wasn't doing well. So he asked him to use the same marshal for, for, for davening. And he wasn't doing well. So he came to the Rebbe and he told Rashiva, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm having such a dry spell. I'm not, I might as well, I'm not learning. I'm not learning. I'm here in yeshiva, I'm just sitting here. I might as well go out and uh, go, go to work and do something, which is true, by the way, you know, in general. If a guy cannot learn, it's very unhealthy for them to just sit there. But this guy was different. He felt like it was just this man, it was not working. It was So Rosh Hashiva says, let me give you an example. Imagine you're, it's a hot day, and you have a long trip. You're going up to Virginia for a, a, a little vacation weekend. Who went last week? Um, yeah, so we're going up to Virginia, and you, you come to a point in the, in the road when it's a crazy traffic and you're on the I-95 and it's a total parking lot. It's just, just a parking lot. It's nothing. You're, you've been there and you, you're there. You, you wait half hour, 45 minutes, hour, hour and a half. You're still sitting there. He says, imagine a guy saying, you know what? This is, this is ridiculous. I, I'm not moving. I might as well be out walking then uh, and, and, and and I'll I'll get there faster, or I'll 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 be doing something. I'm not going to sit here, and, like like a total idiot over here. So the guy gets out. So if the guy gets out, it's not very bright. Why? Because eventually you're going to start moving. It might take a, f- a few hours, but what are you going to do better outside? You're so far away from your house. You're not. A, you're far away from your your. You're stuck over there. At least here, you're in the car. It's air conditioned. You could put on a shear, listen to a t- You could call your parents. You could call your friend, your spouse, your soon-to-be spouse, your maybe spouse, right? Eliyahu, he outdid you. Okay, so um, maybe he outdid himself. Yeah, so that's true. You could still get, get yeah. Um, Bekitzer, it's it's it. You're gonna eventually get there, so you might as well sit sit there in a in a nice environment. The same thing with with uh, you know with yeshiva. He says you'll sit here. You'll you'll you might not be doing well, but at least it's a nice place. It's a makom taira. There's there are friends around. There's people to talk to and learn. You're not learning well, but you'll get to, you'll get to the place where you will be learning. And the same thing with tefillah. Sometimes people think I'm not answered now, so maybe I'm not gonna daven. No, no, you'll keep on davening, you'll daven, you'll get it. What are you going to, what's the alternative? Not to daven? It for sure won't be answered. Sometimes Hashem wants our tefillah, He wants us to daven. Another mashal was uh, just interesting how we say, and we're learning the parsha of Avram and Yitzchak now. <coughs> so it's interesting mashal about a guy coming to a palace, and of course the guards don't let him in. And Wilson says this, and he says, uh, but he opens up a note, and he shows them the note, and they say, whoa, that's a note from the king himself. And they open up, and, and all the guards open up, and every gate he comes to closer to the king, he shows the note, and he, he, he gets in straight to the king, and he asks him what he needs. He says, what, that's the same thing we have. We have a lekeh avram, yishak, right? We have, we have that note from Hashem saying, hey, you're, you're one of the descendants of, of, of the kingdom, you're, you're, or the friend of the king, Hashem, or loves. 
that's 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 something which we can get in. We just have to keep on trying, and that's what Hashem wants us to keep using our our diba for prayer. And prayer doesn't have to be in the shul. Of course, it should be shachris mincha marif, not mincha marif shachris in that order. Mincha shachris mincha marif. Um, because um, it's uh, you can talk and daven to Hashem in any any place, any time, and that's that's a mitzvah every time you do it. Another talk that is a good talk is talking to parents, giving them honor um, and pleasure by talking to them. Um, unless they really don't like you and you come from a dysfunctional family, then I guess it doesn't give them pleasure to talk to them. But uh, <laughs> but most of us uh, are not, and even if we think it is, it's still good to talk to them. Uh, the talk of gratitude to Hashem, he says, is also a tremendous, tremendous, um, big, big mitzvah, and it's hashkacha, or any story that you could say to bring praise and bring make awareness of, of Hashem's hashkacha to us, when you share it with somebody else, that's a tremendous uh, mitzvah and kiddush Hashem, and that's one of the important things to do it with our dibor. And um, the next thing is, is, uh, is brachas. But not only blessing the food, we, we spoke about the, uh, the question of Akiva with the bracha, and, um, you know, making the right bracha. And his question was, do you say a main type bracha that's wrong? We're going to find out the answer. But um, the, the, not only those brachas, what's very, very important, and, and, and Ruben's going to like this, is even just as important, and the same mitzvah, is giving a bracha, the Peliyot says, to your friend. You think of it, yeah, saying Hashem, Hashem needs your needs your brachas, but your Stam. friend, what? Stam, Stam, I want to give you a bracha, Mr. Hashem. You're gonna you're gonna do a, a beautiful shidduch. You're gonna be very happily married. You're gonna have a good job, all of you, um, except you, Ruvain, because you're already you've got the bracha ready, and Sharon. Right. Everybody else. Everybody else. Yeah, I'm looking around. Yeah. They're all good-looking guys. Nothing wrong with them. Great-looking guys, but um, we gotta find the girls. The same. Yes. <laughs> so he says that's in a tremendous mitzvah of giving giving a bracha, and all of us, you all could give brachas, and we should be cognitive of it. Let's, did I give a bracha today? Did I? It makes a big difference. Brachas are listening. Alti yabirchas hediyet kalabe necha. That it really, it really makes something, and we see it in this retract. Hashem blesses Avram as, as to, uh, that you will be bracha, right? So his children are also have the power of bracha. Um, and then he goes a little bit on the negative, and I don't like to bring all the negatives because that's the, the second half of the thing. But it's important to know that that teichacha is also a mitzvah and it's a chiv. Right to stand by and not use your words when you have to use your words is also an error. So not using your words when you see somebody doing something wrong, um, obviously. So he goes. I'm, I'm going to tell you the next thing. Because he, he, the next thing he says is is that um, what's a very bad thing is, and then he comes back to rebuke. But Stamazai, if you have a friend, somebody that you know will listen to you, and you don't say something, and you can say it, maybe you could say it in a very nice, loving, kind. Uh, unjudgmental way, um, then, then um, it's and you don't, then you're you're uh, held accountable for it. You know that's uh, very very important. If they're not going to listen, if they're not going to listen, then you shouldn't say it. Point, right? right, right, because uh, you're just going to bring uh, hatred on on the world if you know. It's, uh, sometimes, and and there's a, a concept of mutashir shay givalti which means is in the Gemara had, actually Daf Yomi had it a few. 
days ago, a few, a few times, about whether this is only the Raisa or the Rabbanon, right? Um, so, um, yeah, so the, the, what the idea is, is that if you know they're not going to listen, and you tell them, no, no, this is wrong, you're not allowed to do this, and they're going to do it, now they know it's Isser, so they get more, better not to say it if you know they're not going to listen, but most of us, most people you know, I'm sure your friends and want to listen, and even if they they don't listen now, they put it in the back of their mind, and, and they make them feel guilty, so... That's that's uh, that's counted. Okay, and then he says, of course, a very big avera is talking during, during davening, and it's very very important to understand the the um, the uh, how important that is. Um, oh, I forgot two positive things. Is it's also very very important to be a mitzvah to say edus. We're learning a little bit about that, um, and in in our daf yomi, right? All about edus. Not a coincidence. Everything. Right? Bringing, uh, that's today's blot. Yesterday's blot. Uh, so, Edus is a very big mitzvah. Simchus Chasar Nikal is a very big mitzvah. To be Mephias, the poor and the downtrodden. To eulogize, to say a Hesped is also a big mitzvah. These are a lot of things that are, and to bring Shalom between friends and family. Then he says about not talking, and then he says about in the same vein, the Palayoyz brings down that it's such a big Avera to, um, as bad as talking in davening is, it's also bad to rebuke somebody in public. And to say, Shani, Shai gets thee. You know, that's how we, that's how we grew up, right? right? Yes or no? Exactly. Yeah, different world. Right? Um, so, uh, so that's a big avera. And it's call it in public, bring attention to them. It's just as bad, if not worse. It's because it probably is worse. He doesn't say worse, though. Just putting that in. Um, you know, right? So, you have to be very, very careful. It's a fine line. It's again, like we, we were talking about the, the, the fifth of Shulchan Aruch, like last week. Sometimes you got to use, and that's why we need the Peleus to tell us when and when not to. Um, another thing you shouldn't do is don't praise a person in front of his enemy. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen, right? If I'm going to start saying, you know, Biden, I'll try it now. By, Brandon is such a good guy, and he's yes, he's he's uh, he's really he really he's a good guy. He's doing great for the country. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, everyone's gonna say what, and they're gonna say all the bad that he's he's doing, right? Brandon, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so um, that's that's what he says. So. In, in in summary, it's it's uh, it's so powerful. Our mouth is so powerful, and I'm gonna end with a story from our Y Y Jacobson. How powerful the words can be, and we all we all know many stories like this. But this is a, a recent story that happened that um, shows the power that we have, that we wield with our deeper, with our and and what we can do, the good and the bad, and how careful we are, and and how we have to watch ourselves. When we're tired, when we're hungry, when we're irritable, when we're frustrated, when we're cold and raining, and and because that then naturally things can come out, and we have to be more on the lookout for those those times to to watch that deeper. That once it escapes our mouth, it's something that we can't retract and can't bring back. So here's the story. He said that he was giving a share to he he gives a weekly share on chumash on, on, on whatever it was and and. One of the gentlemen, he's, he's a lot of people, he's a very famous speaker, very big speaker, and he had a very, very big crowd. 
um, almost as, as big as this crab, but you know. Um, anyway, so he. Um, We're quality. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so what happened was um, what, there was a 45-year-old guy. He says 45-year-old, but probably about that age, uh, in the crowd, and he, he was talking about something, and he he wanted to ask a question. He says, uh, "Yeah, yes, uh, Chaim, what's your question?" He says, "No, no, no, it's nothing." <clears throat> says, no, no, ask. He says, "Nah, that's nah, nothing." He says, "No, what was your question?" He said, "I don't have a question." It's, it's, it says, "He said, listen, sir, you had a question." He says, I, I don't care if it's a stupid question. I love stupid... This is why we're here. Um, uh, Jacobson said, I, I, I love stupid questions. He says, you know what? Because most people think this question is stupid. And they ask it. It's very smart. And it's very enlightening. And it's very interesting. So ask your stupid question, please. So the guy asked his question. And he said, that's a very good question. <laughs> you see, I was right. It's an excellent question. And the answer is, you know, Baruch Shema had the answer for him, and he said he answered the question, and they went on with the shears. It's a very good point you're bringing out. And then they goes on, and he finishes the shear. And the end of the shear, it was perplexing. It was bothering him, the whole thing. He goes, What's, what gives? So at the end of the shear, he says, in public, he says, I hope you don't mind me asking, Chaim, that was a beautiful question that you asked, and it brought out a few points in our shear that we wouldn't have had Without that question, by the way, um, and I'm just wondering, why in the world, why do I have to fight with you uh, to ask that question? So he says, okay, I'll tell you. He gets up and he says, um, it's, when I was in uh, third grade, he said, the, um, we were learning Chumash, and we learned Parshas Bai, and it says in Parshas Bai that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu said, you know, uh, Pari says, go out with your... Just, just with the men, and and Moshe Rabbeinu says, "No, we're going to go up in Arenu, Bizekenenu, Nelech." And then the pasuk goes on, "Bibneisenu, Ubibitenu, Betzaynenu, Bukarenu, Nelech." So he says, "I asked the question. I said, why, why does it have to say Nelech twice? It should say it's one long thing. It should be Arenu, Bizekenenu, Bibneisenu, Bibitenu." Uh, it's all one thing. Why should why do we break it up and say What's the significance of that? So the teacher says that those kind of questions we don't ask here in class. And this is a chumash share. Save those questions for the manashtana for the seder night. So uh, it's like my shvat used to always say the chuchum from the manashtana. You know, you ever you heard that? We come from the same place. The chuchum from the manashtana. You know, even though the chuchum manashtana is very very smart. So he said, since I said that, um, I, so I, I, I clammed up, and he says, and not only that, so the rest of the class, for, for, for the Seder, you know, whatever, it's like a stupid question, it's a really dumb question. And he says that the, the rest of the year, the whole class, whenever somebody asked a question, everyone said, oh, that's a, benarenu b'zakikenenu neilech. They, they, they uh, and he used to cringe every time, they said that. And um, he says, in 45 years, or whatever, the last 32 years, but that was in third grade, whatever, he says, the last 38 years, I have never, ever, ever asked another question. This was bothering me, this question is sheer. I, I started to, and then because you pushed me, this was the first time in 38 years, since that, since that time I ever asked a question. I always felt I was... This is, I felt that my questions are stupid and questions are not to be asked. 
And I lived with my questions. And I never asked a question. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for, for, for making, you know, this, uh, this thing, this, uh, this question. There was another fellow in the class that said, you know, I had the opposite situation. He got up, he says, okay, let me hear yours. His name was Yossi Lam. He said that when I was similar, second grade, um, I asked a question to my Rebbe, and my Rebbe said, Yossi, yeah, get up a second. He said, okay, yeah. He said, I want you to come with me to the principal. He said, oh my gosh, I must have asked like a, a, a sensitive question. What, he's going over his question, what did I do? Did I embarrass him? Did he, was he, maybe it was about Mary. Was he married? And before? I don't know. He was a little kid. He was like, what did I do? He calls him to the principal. Calls him into the, come into the principal. He says, uh, principal, Yossi Lan, I want to tell you over. Um, he asked a question, and it was such a beautiful question. I wanted you to hear it. Yossi, say over your question. Yossi said over his question. And the principal came over and said, wow, what a beautiful question. He gives him a kiss on the head. And he gives him a piece of chocolate. And he said, Yossi said, from that day on, you see how I ask questions? I didn't stop asking questions. That's a little deeper. That's the power of one Rebbe, two different Rebbeim. <clears throat> the power of a little thing. True story. The power of, 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 you know, I told over my, my family this story and they said, oh, I think he was, the first guy was reacting too, uh, too harshly. I said, no way. That's, uh, that's, that's probably what I would do if, I, if I'm told, you know, you know punch down and told, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, that's a stupid question. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's the power of Deber. So we can use, we can choose to use our, our Deber wisely and get tremendous char or make mistakes and use our deeper not wisely and, and, and what kind of consequences we have have a kid not ask questions in 38 years see you on Mr. Shem next week Shatov Mitzlachas Shkerech